This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. It's September 20th, 2022, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver. And I'm Chris Cotnor. Our top stories today, U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken hosted the foreign ministers of Armenia and Azerbaijan in New York yesterday in the first direct talks between the two sides since deadly border clashes earlier this month. In Monday's meeting, Armenian Foreign Minister Mirzoyan called for Azerbaijani armed forces to withdraw from Armenian territory and for international mechanisms to be introduced to prevent further escalations, a statement from the Armenian Foreign Ministry said. Azerbaijan's Bayramov said before the meeting that his country is satisfied with the level of relations with the U.S., and added that his direct dialogue with Mirzoyan was not unusual. We're always open for meetings, he said. Earlier this month, Ukraine launched its counteroffensive, pushing into territory around its second-largest city of Kharkiv. Videos and photos showed Ukrainian troops seizing tanks, ammunition, and other weaponry left behind by Moscow in an apparently chaotic withdrawal. The Institute for the Study of War, citing a Russian claim, said that Ukraine had been using left-behind Russian T-72 tanks as it tries to push into the Russian-occupied region of Luhansk. Meanwhile, a Ukrainian push continues in the south of the country. The Institute, citing the Ukrainian military, said Kiev had destroyed ammunition depots, two command posts, and an electronic warfare system. Liz Truss admitted a UK trade deal with the United States is unlikely to happen for many years to come. The British Prime Minister, who flew to the US directly after attending Queen Elizabeth II's funeral, told journalists on the plane in answer to a question on trade, There aren't currently any negotiations taking place with the US, and I don't have an expectation that those are going to start in the short to medium term. A U.S.-U.K. trade deal was once trumpeted as a post-Brexit prize by politicians in London, but now looks a very distant prospect with the Biden administration unwilling to move before the next presidential election, if at all. In my opinion, Brexit has just been a failure over and over and over again for the U.K., but it illustrates a larger problem with populism. The current iteration of right-wing populism that we face globally uses a combination of identity politics aimed at majority groups and grievance, which makes it incredibly hard to find win-wins in changing directions. So even now that almost every argument for Brexit has proven to be false, A Brexiteer is Prime Minister and sits in number 10 Downing Street. 
Elsewhere, rescue workers in Japan have warned of mudslides and flooding as one of the biggest storms in recent decades batters the country. Typhoon Nanmadal has killed at least two people and injured 90 since it made landfall on the southern island of Kyushu on Sunday morning. Nine million people have been told to evacuate, and more than 350,000 homes are without power. Forecasts predict up to 16 inches of rain over the next 24 hours. Tokyo experienced heavy rain, with the Tozai underground suspended because of flooding. Bullet train services, ferries, and hundreds of flights have been canceled. Shops and businesses have shut. Prime Minister Fumio Kishida delayed a visit to New York where he is due to give a speech at the UN General Assembly until Tuesday to monitor the storm's impact. A former Tunisian Prime Minister, Ali Larayed, has been detained by anti-terrorism police over allegations of involvement in smuggling jihadists to Syria, reports say. A lawyer said Mr. Larayed, who is a senior figure in the Islamist opposition Inada party, had been questioned for hours. In a statement, Inada denounced this as a flagrant violation of human rights. President Kais Syed has tightened his grip on the judiciary following his suspension of the Inada-dominated parliament last year. Brazil's sprawling Amazon region has seen more forest fires so far this year than in all of 2021 official figures show, as environmental and indigenous rights groups continue to plead for more protections of the critical rainforest. Satellite monitoring detected 75,592 fires from January 1st to September 18th this year, already higher than the 75,090 detected for all of last year, Brazil's National Institute for Space Research said on Monday. Brazilian President Jair Bolsonaro, who is seeking re-election in a deeply polarized election set for next month, has faced international condemnation over the destruction of the Amazon. Indigenous rights advocates in Brazil have denounced the Bolsonaro government for the wave of destruction as well as for increased threats across the Amazon region. Bolsonaro has rejected the criticism, insisting that Brazil protects its forests much better than Europe. Government helicopters have attacked a school and village in north-central Myanmar killing at least 13 people, including seven children, a school administrator and an aid worker said yesterday. Civilian casualties often occur in attacks by the military government on pro-democracy insurgents and their allies. However, the number of children killed in the air attack last Friday appeared to be the highest since the army seized power in February last year. Myanmar Now, an online news service, and other independent Myanmar media also reported the attack and the students' deaths. Our final news story today. A judge on Monday approved a motion by prosecutors to vacate the murder conviction of Adnan Syed, the subject of the first season of the popular serial podcast, who has maintained he is innocent in the 1999 slaying of his ex-girlfriend. In explaining her decision to vacate, Baltimore City Judge Melissa Finn 
cited material in the state investigation that was not properly turned over to defense attorneys, as well as the existence of two suspects who may have been improperly cleared as part of the investigation. Prosecutors have 30 days to decide whether to pursue a new trial, and they are waiting for DNA analysis that they are trying to expedite to determine whether Adnan's case is dismissed or the case is set for trial. But that mandate is separate and apart from the investigation into who killed Lee. That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief and bonus weekend briefs. Go to thedsrnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, be sure to follow the links in the show notes to read our sources and tune into our sister podcasts on the DSR Network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief. <laughs>